Let's get started. Welcome back. This is officially three. Officially three, yeah. Yeah, so this is three. We got David here with my man's Kevin. Yeah. And this is Barnes and Nessie. Barnes and Nessie, the podcast. Yeah. You still like the name? You fuck with it? I fuck with it. All right, I fuck, I fuck with, with it, it too. <laughs> All right, cool. It's been a, an eventful week, to say the least. Yeah, a lot of people um, making some money out here, man. Um, they about to give us some money, too. Yeah, they about to give us some money. Just came through. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they uh, just passed the the COVID relief bill. Yeah, if you got some kids, you... Uh, <laughs> They get paid. You get about to be <laughs> up. <laughs> that is crazy. Wait, did you um, did you file your taxes yet? No, I didn't. Mm. So, uh, are you only get them if you filed your taxes. I think it's like uh the order that they give it. So like if you filed it early, then you'll get the money earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I might have to do that today or tomorrow or something. You have the fifteenth to do it, right? Uh, April fifteenth. It's tax day. Yeah. Okay. Did you do the ones last year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I filed my taxes last year. I filed my taxes last year, like, beginning of the, the year. I know it was way before COVID came. Mm-hmm. Yes, same. And that was, like, with the other two, so that's why it came so early for me. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's crazy to think about all this time that has passed with COVID. Like, it's officially been about a year. It's coming up on a year when they started shutting everything down. Yeah. And that it just seems surreal. like the longest year of my life. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Why was it the longest year of your life, if you want to answer that? I mean, when I just think about, I can actually, a year ago today, I was headed up to New York. Um, I spent three, yep, I spent three days up in New York. So the 6th, 7th, and the 9th, I came home the 10th. Came home the tenth, and then I went to work. I went to work, and I got sick. At, I, I was feeling sick coming home, but I got really sick at work. And I remember I drove myself to patient first, and this is like March. This was March. Yeah, this was March tenth. I believe all this was happening. No, it was March 9th when I came back home, and I because I, I the day I came home March 9th was the day I went to work, and I got sick. And they said I had a viral syndrome. They didn't say I had COVID, but they, they labeled it a viral syndrome. They couldn't diagnose it? I guess that's what it was. But I feel like COVID was already a thing. Because I remember having those worries when we were in New York. Yeah. But um, I came home. I went out to dinner on the 10th. And then... The next day, I felt better, so I went to work on the 11th. And then I remember coming home on the 11th because it was an early day. I remember coming home, and I was getting ready to watch a game, and they had flagged the the game off because one of the players, the basketball players, had COVID or tested positive for COVID. And um, after that, it was like this shift. You just noticed this crazy shift in the world where everything was just, like, taken back, like, you couldn't go into stores. You couldn't go yeah. into, you know, restaurants. And it went from that to then I was hearing about people getting furloughed. And I actually worked the rest of March and then April, no, March 29th. March 29th, I got furloughed myself. Mm-hmm. And then I just was thinking to myself, like, 
thing. This is serious. And it was crazy because I was working at a warehouse at the time. And normally we would get like 60,000 cases a day. The first week after the, everything shut down, the cases went from like 60,000 to like 45,000. So, and that was like from March 11th to March 18th. From March 18th to the March 25th, it went from 45,000 to like 6,000 in a day. For real? Yeah. They were losing like uh, customers. They were losing customers like crazy. So, in that, not even like 30 days, it dropped a whole 50,000 cases per day average. It's probably way more than that if you total it out, but... This doesn't sound like Amazon. It was probably something. No, I was working at uh, Gordon Food Service. So it's pretty much um, a grocery store for grocery stores. That's how they label themselves. Like a warehouse for grocery stores. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I just remember going to work that last week, going to work. And they was telling us, like, they were trying to prepare us, like, hey, you know, the, the the workload is going to be lighter so because at first we were going all day so we would work from 12 to 12 so then they were just telling us like hey look just come to work at 5 p.m and you'll just work from 5 p.m to 12 Damn. so it was cool because it was like we're not taking a pay cut kind of because we still get work we get paid off percentage or like how good we do mm-hmm. um but yeah I remember that my last day going in there, my last day going in there, I think it was like 700 cases for that day, for that that seven hours period. And I was in the middle of a case and they called me in and they was like, look, we're going to, we're going to put you on furlough. Um, You know, we're going to give it 90 days. And then after 90 days, we're going to see if you, uh, so we're gonna see if we can bring people back. It was it was me, my friend that I got the job there. They furloughed like half the warehouse. <laughs> it was crazy. So with like the furlough, it was like since I don't have to really go through that, mm-hmm. when you get furloughed, do you get paid anything? So you file unemployment. So mm-hmm. that's what they was telling me, because I had never been without a job since I turned eighteen. So um he was just telling me like, look, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna um First, they were trying to send us to a different warehouse, mm-hmm. but then that warehouse just shut down altogether. So they was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to, f- y'all are gonna have to furlough these people." So um, I did, you know, the stuff that you go through for unemployment, and it was crazy because I did all that, and then I got put on because for some reason in this state, like if you if you uh, file unemployment the same time you get paid, they they like put you on like some type of hold some type of weird hold so i got paid through the april 5th even though i because my job got paid every week mm-hmm. so i got furloughed the 29th but it was still in that pay period so i got i applied for unemployment on the second and then i got paid on the fifth so on the 11th they sent me this letter about like hey your reported incomes was off something 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 so i had the stimulus that they dropped on like april 12th last year mm-hmm. The twelve hundred dollars stimulus that they gave everybody, my paycheck, so I had like a good two thousand dollars that I had to make stretch. That's hard for all of April and all of May, and then that's when my unemployment. Uh, the June first was my when my unemployment money started running in, and when it did, oh my god, it was lovely. Damn, that's like a blessing. It right was there. it was eight hundred and eighty six dollars a week. Yeah, I remember like hearing stories about like people getting that much a week. I'm like, 
if I had that opportunity, I would have saved so much. Look, I paid my debt off in two months, and then I got straight to saving. Mm. So, yeah. I hope some other people did the same way. Mm-hmm. Damn, I remember when uh, it first happened in March for me. Like, I was still uh, in my full-time job. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where they were just letting people just work from home. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Like, I've been wanting to work remote for a while. And after that, we just stayed working from home since then. Oh, so you're still currently working from home. Mm-hmm. So do you have, because, you know, I've seen someone work from home, too. Um, she goes through this, like, thing where she gets... I guess workers fatigue. Do you feel like it's at a higher level for you now? Um, versus being in the office, I feel like it's not as much because I feel like I do thrive more, like just being by myself. Okay, but at the same time, it's like being by myself too long is is too much. It's taxing. Yeah, like you just feel like you just. Is it the work or is it just like you, like a mental thing for you? It's both. It's like, yeah, sometimes the work is overwhelming Mm -hmm. but then if i'm going through like certain shit it's like my mind is like clouded and trying to clash those two together doesn't work so sometimes like i'll just like work in my friend's house and just being around other people helps yeah because i was gonna say when you go you know a lot of times like what i was hearing back when all this was first starting off it was like i noticed that um i noticed that me and my significant other we were arguing more because we weren't getting that break away from each other because she went um in this I think the the same day that the NBA game got canceled that's the same day that her company said hey you guys aren't going to be going in the field no more you're going to be working from home mm. so for a whole for the next 2 weeks I was I was still going to work but she was working from home mm-hmm. and it was like the day I got furloughed she was already over you know working from home yeah so then, you know, all of April, I just noticed that we were arguing more because there was no break. It's a lot. Yeah. And so, I went through the same thing, too. Yeah. And it's like being around each other that much, it's mm-hmm. not good for anyone. Yeah. It really isn't. So it was like, it was literally no break. There was no like eight hours during the day where you, y'all you both go and just mm-hmm. be yourselves. Like, no, nah, it's when you wake up to the, the time you fall asleep, like. You're there. Yeah. Especially when y'all live together. It's like, man, this person is just. <laughs> just writing your just hair. there, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, it was just little stupid, petty stuff, like, oh, um, the trash is this, or you didn't wipe off the table, or, like, just little stupid stuff, like. And it, like, all adds up sometimes. Yeah. But, so, like, looks like you're doing good, so shout out to you and mm-hmm. the people that are actually getting through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start off with one of these topics. Speaking of COVID. Uh, the whole thing with Texas and Mississippi, Mississippi opening up the whole mask mandate. So if I remember correctly, last year in June, it was either June or July. Texas was one of the first states to start opening back up anyway. Really? Yeah, because um, I don't know if you remember, but they... Like how in Maryland, it was around like July when Maryland started the whole phase thing. Mm-hmm. So actually, no, Maryland started their phase in May. So I feel like Texas was right around that. Wait, you mean like May, like they 
opened it up a little bit. Yes, things started back. Things started opening back up last year in Maryland in May. So I feel like Texas was already ahead of the the ball game. Uh-huh. Um, the southern, the most, the more southern states uh, were definitely opening up quicker because a lot of places, a lot of people were saying that this is just a flu. You know, this flu doesn't survive in warm climates mm-hmm. so that's how people were taking it initially so i do remember texas being one of the first states to really like get things back jumping further like maryland phased it out and all texas just was like look we're past this we're over it and i think houston was an area once they opened everything back up houston was an area where everybody like fluttered to from like all over the united states and then it just went crazy like it boomed out again and um so I think with them doing this again this year, they even they either know something or figure some things out that they're not telling people. That's what I'm starting to think. Yeah. Or, it's like to be such a big state mm-hmm. and to go through like the whole winter storm like debacle and all of that. I mean, it, it could be them just trying to boost their economy, though. It could be. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, it's like you really don't know what's going to go on. But I guess they're just having that fucking mentality. It's like we've been sitting at home for over a year now, almost a year now, and nothing has really changed, but it has decreased a little bit. So why not? But what I don't understand is just like why the attack on masks? I feel like masks are mm-hmm. what keep things, you know somewhat leveled out i think you know if you want to open everything back up go ahead and open everything back up but i know if i lived in texas or mississippi i ain't leaving the house without that mask oh yeah same i actually like it i ain't gonna lie you like the mask yeah sometimes but i also wonder if it's like a retaliation against the president too as far as i'll just oh okay i get that i definitely get that um But if that's the case, that just shows you like we are some we are pathetic. Like yeah. far from the United States. So yeah, to wanna go and purposely put people in harm's way of a disease that you know ain't nothing to like shake a stick at. You know, they got it's I was watching something on CNN the other day and it was just crazy to me how they went and they dug these trenches out. And they take these makeshift caskets and they just bury people in these trenches. Yeah, I see those videos. And that, to me, is scary because it's just like, nobody going to know where you're at. Mm-hmm. I'm on grave and all that. Yeah. Who so, knows if they actually had family? Right. So that, to me, that's just, that's crazy. It just shows that it really is kind of disrespectful. But mm-hmm. I guess it's one of those things where you're just going to have to watch and see. And I wonder if other states are going to follow up with it. Yeah. But then at that, t- at that point, it's just like, you know, you got to you gotta kind of be your own maker. Like last year, even when we started like um, opening the gyms, I remember the gyms opened back up in August. I don't think I started going back inside a gym until about like November. Same. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah you just got to. You know, hopefully people will be a little more patient this time and not rush to just jump back into the mix with things. Oh, no, I feel like they are. I mean, they're already doing it now. Yeah. And Houston is a big spot for clubs and all of that. Yeah, super big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like down there in Florida, I told you, um, 
My cousin, they don't wear masks at all. They just say, hey, I'm just going to stay away from you. You stay away from me and we'll be fine. But that, to me, is also dangerous and careless in itself. Low-key people are really nasty, too. I remember it was probably over a month ago. I went into a bathroom and I just had to use it. And then I hear someone in the stall and like they're doing their thing and they come out the bathroom. I mean, the bathroom stall and then they just leave. Oh, yeah. So I, I see that a lot. Shit. I saw that at Towson the other day. Yeah. I was at the mall. I was like, okay, that wow, that's crazy. Um, there's something else I was about to say. Oh, man. I was about to say something about Texas and the masks. Mm. They're actually going to start to open. It's going to take effect on March 10th. Oh, wow. Abbott, that's the governor. Abbott said in a statement on Tuesday, we must now do more to restore livelihoods and normalcy for Texans by opening Texas 100%. But see, what does that have to do with masks? Yeah. So you can open it back up, but it has nothing to do with masks. Uh, I'm going to watch from the sidelines. Yeah, definitely going to watch from the sidelines on that one. Uh All right. On to... A little bit better news. What I like is Jay-Z and how he's kind of handling himself as like a businessman. Mm -hmm. So he sold Ace of Spades. I don't know if it's the 100% of it, but he sold Ace of Spades for $315 million. Yeah. Doing Patty Mahomes numbers. And not too long after that, he uh, sold off title to Square, Square Cash. For 297 mil. I didn't know Square was booming like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess they are. I mean, they are like a payment type yeah. thing. But God damn. Yeah, that's definitely Patty McMillian. McMillian. <laughs> McMills, McMillions. Yeah, that's definitely what he getting. But that's definitely Patrick McHolmes numbers. That man signed a half a, bi- half a, half a billion dollar contract yeah. over the summer. So, yeah, with, with Jay-Z bringing that money, but that's... That's like six hundred million. What he just brought brought in. Wait, time's out. I don't really follow football like that. Mahomes got half, half a, a million, billion. Half a billion. Half a billion. Uh, ten year contract. God damn, that's a long ass time. Yeah, five hundred. You paying me five hundred million dollars over ten years? I'll take it. He's how old? Twenty five. Twenty. Yeah, twenty five. He's born nineteen ninety five. Um, was about to say, just had a baby and everything. Uh. He also got ownership in, I don't know if this came with the contract, but he also got ownership in the Kansas City Royals baseball team, too. Damn, that's nice. Yeah, so he is going to be set. I could see him playing for 10 years, probably even longer than that. Honestly, I can't. No? I don't know how much is guaranteed, mm. but I can see him playing. I don't know, some people have a, a, a real defined love for the game. But I just know if I put myself in that position and I know I'm elite or whatever, um, I would play out, you know, I would want to get as close to that billion that I could get. Um, so I'd say about 25. I play seven years. That leave me at 32. I'd say I'd rock out till I'm about 32 and then retire because what type of contract extension are you are you getting after you know a certain amount of time, yeah. you ain't about to get 
another half a billion, you know, who knows where the cap will be at by then. But with this COVID stuff and everything happening, it's just damn sure not going to be those same numbers. Yeah, those same numbers. But who knows how it's going to look six years from now. But I know me. I don't know why I keep yawning. But I know myself. Um, I know myself personally. I would definitely want to get as much money as I can from that deal and then get out while I'm healthy. Because you see all this crazy stuff about these players and the brain injuries and them killing themselves and abusing their families and doing all that stuff and not really taking care of themselves while they're in the league. So then when they get out the league, they're dealing with all this trauma and stuff like that and they just go crazy. So if I was him, I would definitely... Also, I just would... I would give it a, an advisor and accountant and just be putting my money everywhere it needs to be. So Yeah, that's actually really smart to do. And I feel like with the business business moves that he's making, like mm-hmm. the whole 10-year deal, and then also with the Royals, mm-hmm. he's setting himself up well. Yeah, because baseball is going to bring you money regardless. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Damn. And I'm trying to compare him to like a LeBron James. Do you feel like he's elite in that level? You feel like he's going to be like the next Tom Brady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely have the potential. Oh, man. He just watching him, watching that Super Bowl game, like them throws that he was making, he was running backwards and just flicked his wrist and threw the ball like 60 yards. That's crazy. <laughs> like he, he I, I mean, I, I've been watching football since I was probably like eight or nine. And I just never seen a quarterback like him. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, people with certain things like, you know, Vic. Vic was fast and everything like he is and explosive and whatnot. But Vic couldn't. He was like a one-trick pony. Yeah, Vic wasn't bombing that the way he is. He's just like, you know, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Vic, McNabb, Brady. He's just like all them in one. Like, he's he's going to be a problem. It's a new age, yo. Yeah. We got, we like. Uh, railed off with the Jay-Z shit. But I had one question to ask about that. Do you feel like he's someone that inspires you to do more? Jay-Z has always been, like, a big inspiration to me. I think, you know, just his music, being young and really just, you know, hearing his story and then realizing, like, you know, I ain't ain't never really done done the, the crazy stuff that he's done, but just know that you can make yourself make something of yourself and and uh you know his he got his break big break when he was 26 mm-hmm. so you know it 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 take time but to think like he got his break when he was 26 that was 1996 25 years ago and all he's done in his time it's a short amount of time too when you look at it to be a billionaire and <laughs> still going up what dude like i i just love like the steps that he's taking and I feel like he's playing chess. A lot of people play checkers and I feel like mm-hmm. I wasn't always a big fan of his music until recently. Right. You wasn't bumping uh reasonable doubt as a, as a teenager. Nah, I barely, I mean, I got into rap a lot later, so I didn't know about that music. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say. And, and <laughs> when I was like listening to him, I think the one that I listened to the most when I first listened to him, it was a uh, Magna Carta. Okay. And I was like, I don't like this type of rap where he's just like talking about the shit that he has. Yeah. I was about to say, um, I def I appreciate like that money talk. That's why like it's 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 funny because I can listen to certain Rick Ross songs, but I don't really care for Rick Ross. Um Pusha T, 
you know, I say these guys, but these guys ain't really touching Jay-Z. But I think Jay-Z's just always just been, like, when you listen to his music, he just teach you how to, like, think outside the box. Think mm-hmm. about money. Money should just always be, you know, what you do. Like, you make your money work for you. You don't, you know, play yourself out of certain positions and stuff like that. So Yeah, because it's like once you put in all this work into other people's businesses, what are you going to get in return after? Mm-hmm. Except so, like a thank you card. No, yeah. fuck that. And that's why I'm glad that we started this podcast too. Yep. Because it could really turn into something. And when it do, I mean, it will. It will. And that's why I also like, you know, we don't want to be a one trip pony too. So that's why, you know, I came up with the whole like, the make the, the music thing. And mm-hmm. who knows, like, we can get into making clothes, yeah, you know, any type of that. things. We could just, just keep moving and just keep, you know, because if you look at it, Jay-Z did the same thing. He came out with the music, then he did the Rock Away, then he sold Rock Away, then he went and signed to Jeff Jam, and he just he just made a, a bunch of moves. Like, he just wasn't strictly on music, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was strictly one thing. He made a bunch of moves, and he put his hands in a bunch of different pots, and whatever worked with him, worked for him, he made it work until it got to a point where he could sell it more than what he put into it, because he did the same, with, same thing with Rock Away. He he created it from the ground up, got to a certain point, and then sold it for way more than what it was when he got to it. Yeah. Same thing he just did with Ace of Spades. He, I think he brought Ace of Spades for fifty six million in two thousand eight or two thousand seven, and then he just sold it for damn near three hundred million. So and the same thing with uh, Title Two, like yep. he bought it from some company. Yep. Yeah. So hey, it's just smart. It's real smart, and I really. I'm going to start looking more into them because you could really learn a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back, y'all. We're going to LA. I was supposed to go. All right, it's back on. All right. Good, got it. All right. There was another topic that I had, and uh, it actually has to do with our city. And I found a headline that talks about how Governor Hogan, he wants to like call for an investigation towards a city school that's like failing hundreds of students. So what's crazy about this is um, Project Baltimore, I guess it's just some organization, it found that hundreds of students were failing. And I don't think they're naming the actual school but mm-hmm. one of the students, his mother, was talking to the news station and saying that her 17-year-old son only passed three courses the entirety of his like high school career. Mm. And despite failing Algebra 1, Spanish 1, and English 2, and English 2, he was promoted to the higher counterpart, Algebra 2, Spanish 2, English 3. And he only had a GPA of 0.13. And 2.5 credits. And I find that fucking abysmal. And it, it gets me to the point where it's like, what are they actually doing for the students at these schools? They're scared. They're scared of them school students. They want to get them students out of there. Um, my per- own personal experience going to school in the city, it's it's like, it's not school. It's not school at all. Like, we was going through metal detectors. We had to wear clear book bags. Really? Yeah, like, um, 
the, my mom got a letter sent home one day because I used to go to school in like fresh shoes, you know, might not want to send him to school in his best pair of shoes. Like it's it's crazy. I've seen students beat up teachers. I've seen For real? my principal got beat up from a surrounding um, school. The students from the surrounding schools came up to fight us. And then the principal tried to like break things up. The, pr- the principal got beat up in the middle of the street. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, I went to Canton Middle School, sixth grade. It's called Friendship Academy now. Um, it's on Fayette Street in Canton. Um, Is it still open? You know, mm-hmm. it's still open. Oh, let me guess. They probably it's a six to twelve now. It was just six to seven. It was just six to seven when I uh, six to eight. I'm sorry. It was just six to eight when I was going there, but it's uh, six to twelve now. And six to eight. Yeah, when I tell you, um, when I tell you, I went to school. I uh, I went my first first quarter there. It was a lot of structure, kinda. I don't know what happened, but like somewhere towards like the end of the school year, like you could just go to whatever classroom you wanted to go to. If you wanted to be in gym all day, you could be in gym all day. It became like a big YMCA, YMCA, like a, a daycare center. That's that, ridiculous. That's really how it was. It was really like no structure at all. Like I was supposed to have a, a, a sewing class and I would go to math, science, because the teacher was, was hot. So everybody was going to science class. Mm. And um, rest of the day I was in the gym. So the kids really ran the school. Pretty much. And I'm still trying to figure out like how the hell sixth to eighth graders are beating up a principal. Oh, because like it's crazy. I got into one fight. Well, I got into a bunch of fights, but the the fight that sticks out to me the most, I fought this one kid and it was funny because I I was definitely smaller than him, but I did not know it was an age difference because we're in the same grade. I'm coming from a, a county school where Everybody who's in the grade, everybody who's in your class is the same age as you. Mm-hmm. So um, something happened with a girl, and uh, he was upset. I think I made the wrong joke in front of a girl or something like that. And he got up, and he kind of, like, chin-checked me. And so I just remember my aunt telling me, like, you know, preparing me to go to the school. You know, if anybody say, we could, let's go to the bathroom or we fighting after school, no, you get up and you fight him right there. So I remember he chin-checked me. He was like, all right, I'll see you in the school. I see you after school, so I just remember getting up, walking over to him, and just punching him. And I remember when I hit him, like I hit him with all my force, and I was just leaning into it. And he just like, he just like ate it. And then he <laughs> he got up. And when he got up, like I just remember it was so funny. I lie to you, not this is so funny. When he got up, we we if you were in the sixth grade, you wore yellow. So when he got up, I seen his yellow shirt. I seen the ceiling. I seen the bookshelves because we was in the library. I seen the, the his yellow shirt, the ceiling, bookshelves. I seen a table and then I seen the ceiling again. So from 
the time that he was actually getting up after I hit him, he was like kind of pressing me back with his arm too because I was still throwing punches. Mm -hmm. So he, as he was getting up, he picks me up as he's getting up. So this is the part when I'm telling you, I can see his shirt. Mm -hmm. Then I see the ceiling. (laughs) Then I see the tables. I see people in the background. The whole time he's lifting up, I'm lifting up with him off my feet. And he's like picking me up. And then I see the ceiling. And it's just like I had my book bag on too. This is like school. So when we would come, it was in the wintertime. So when we get to school, they wouldn't make us stand outside. We would be able to come us come inside and just, you know, conjugate in the library. Um, so I just remember him taking me for that ride and slamming me. He slammed me so hard that I had a clear book bag. It was like a pouch book bag type type of thing. It 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 burst. Yeah. So he was like huge. He wasn't really huge, but I was 11, he was 14, and we were in the same class. And we were supposed to be from 6th to 8th grade? Yeah, so he was supposed to either be in the 8th grade, or he was supposed to be starting his ninth grade year, that year that it happened. And it was so funny because, so he slammed me, and I just remember, like, losing all the wind out my body, mm-hmm. and just looking up like, oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> in my mind, I could just remember in my mind, just thinking to myself, like, you know, whole time he slant he slammed me, he's standing over top of me. And I just remember just looking at him being like, he really didn't feel none of them punches. He didn't feel none of them punches. Like, and then it was so crazy because he was going to step over me, but his like his foot caught my face and I had this like rash along my uh or this like scar, whatever you want to call it, scuff mark along my face. And um crazy thing about that too. So I didn't get suspended. He didn't get suspended. Um, it's kind of hard to expect that. We uh, we got sent to the office. They, I think I was being uncooperative. I don't know what was happening, but I knew, you know, you know, the, you don't tell what's going on, yeah. you know. So I think I wasn't really working with people. But when when they came to me to talk to me, they pretty much was saying like, we know you didn't start this. We know blah, 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 blah. But, you know, me just knowing, like, I don't want to make a bad situation worse. Let me just shut my mouth and not say anything. So she was trying to get me to write, write what happened. I just told her, I don't know. I just kept saying, I don't know. I just kept telling her, like, you know, just hurry up and suspend me. Like, I know I know I'm getting suspended because, you know, I, I know you fight in school. You get suspended. But she was like, you know what? No, it's okay. And so she sent me to this room called the SSI room. Mm-hmm. And I get to the SSI room. That's like with the cops, right? Yeah. 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 So so I get to the SSI room. And when I get to the room, it's just like all the known knuckleheads in the room. And then it's the guy who just like slammed the shit out of me. So I remember just going in there and he kind of was like taunting me again. And it's so crazy because we literally just got into a fight. And then you go and you send us back into the same room. They had, like, no type of structure. You weren't lying. No type of structure at all. Like, it literally, they sat me in the office for, like, 10 minutes, and it was just like, are you going to tell us what happened? I said, no, okay, so we're going to send you to the SSI room. Go in the SSI room. I'm sitting there, and it's funny because I'm sitting there in the back of the classroom, and I'm just, like, thinking to myself, like, man, that's my ass when I get in the house. I'm in trouble. Why would you be in trouble, though? It's like... You're defending yourself. He, you said he chin checked. You. Yeah, but see, my mom is just like school, school. You just you supposed to be in school, school. It's kind of hard to like 
think that when you gotta like yeah, in the yourself. damn jungle yeah. <laughs> it's different it's a real jungle it's like it's the, we ain't in Catonsville no more this shit is real so um I just remember sitting in the back of the classroom and everybody was like you know you know how kids are they're like oh what happened and he was just like no nah, Laloyo got some heart like I, I I did what I did and he got up and he hit me back or whatever he ain't heard enough I just remember him he was just like really shitting on me like just like, yeah, you a little bitch, this, that, that, and the mm. third. And I remember finding out after the fight when I was sitting in the office that he was 14. I was just thinking to myself, like, yo, I really just tried to fight a 14-year-old. Like, yeah. fuck is wrong with me? So, <laughs> like you just coming from fifth grade. Yeah, like I'm, I was just, you know, getting recessed last year. This nigga been in high in middle school for like four years now. Like, nah, you know what I find out is like when I'm thinking back in high school, uh-huh. the seniors when I was a freshman, they looked like grown men. Yeah. And I feel like that's what uh, went on with you, too. Oh, oh, definitely. I remember. Actually, no. So, like, to finish this up, um, we was in a we was in the SSI room. He was just talking trash. And I remember I had this book in my hand. And it was a thick-ass book. And he was just like, you know, he was just shitting on me. So, I got up and I started walking towards him. And you know how in the classroom they have the desks. It's, like, singular desks. So, they had, a, they had four desks. Along yeah. the classroom. Yeah. I was in the fourth row. He was in the front row. But he was, like, turning around, like, really taunting me at this point. So I got up, and I had the book in my hand. And he was looking at me, and he was like, oh, yo, you better watch out. You better watch out. And he just was like, nah, he ain't crazy. He know what I just did to him. He don't want that. And I just threw the book at him. Bow. Smacked him right in his mouth. He started bleeding. And then I was, like, going up to hit him again because I was just, like, I was just past the point. Like, I remember this day. Like, I was crying at this point like because I, I was, like, this kid is just, like, <laughs> I'm going to hear this for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, I have to do something. I have to correct what just happened in the library. But that only made matters worse <laughs> because as I was going to push him and, and punch him or do whatever I was trying to do, um, he was grabbing his mouth. But I guess he, like, snapped back into, like, oh, yeah, I'm about to have to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. And he, like, took my head and he mushed me from now. Mind you, I walked from the fourth row to the front row. He mushed me back to the fourth <laughs> <laughs> He yeah, mushed sure. me back to the fourth row. And I took, like, three deaths out with me <laughs> on the way back. It's on Dragon Ball Z shit. <laughs> it, was, it was really, like, and the officers was just, like, they was looking at me. By the time I was trying to get up, I had a table over my head. I had chairs. I was wrapped up in a chair. And he was just looking like, this is like, yo, little dude just hit me in the face with a book. Like, yeah, yeah but that that's what got me suspended. <laughs> I got suspended for that. And they actually was uh, talking about precious charges on me and everything. But, yeah, I got suspended for hitting them with that book. Yeah, at that point, it sounds like you should probably get respect from the person or at least – Everybody was cool yeah. with me the rest of the year. That's how it is. It was. It That's just took it that is. one time, <laughs> but I just remember like <laughs> it sounded like thunder when I was going <laughs> back, when I was going back to that fourth row. Damn. But um, speaking on kids that were big for no damn reason, when I got to Deep Creek in the seventh grade, that was eighth graders who were supposed to be eighth graders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real live eighth graders mm-hmm. that were walking around that school looking like grown men. Yeah. Like <laughs> with beards and shit. <laughs> <laughs> with beards, with with like six foot three. Yeah, I'm like, why are you so tall? I remember it was this one guy I walked up to, his name was Edwin. Yeah, Edwin Thomason. Uh he played football up uh up at uh he played football for Chesapeake with me and he played football for I wanna say Bear University or something like that. Or no, Bryant University. 
And I remember walking up to him my first day at Deep Creek, like, sir, can you let me, can you tell me where the blah, blah, blah room is at? And he just looked at me like, sir, I'm a student. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> looking at him like, what? Damn. I'm definitely going to be your friend. Like, we are, <laughs> are going to be cool. I don't want no problems with you, like, at all. But no, nah, he was a big dude. He was like 6'3", 220-something, 13 years old. Damn, hope he used all that. Yeah, he went. He played. He went. He played. He played college football. He didn't. I don't think he went anything after. At, went anywhere after that. But yeah, true. He definitely played college football. But not. Nah, That's a funny story. If though. I could have some jeans like that, I would be lovely. But oh, speaking on that, I'm gonna segue to this. This will be the last thing we talk about. I just saw a question on Instagram. Fuck. I should have saved it. Oh, okay. So. It asked, what would you, what would you do if you knew that you couldn't fail at anything? What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail at anything? <laughs> I would sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to lie. I thought about that sometimes. I'm trying to tell you. Like, they make bread. They make fucking bread. <laughs> I would bread. sell drugs. I probably, yeah, I would sell drugs. I, I I tried to give like a a, a good positive um, answer. If if we're talking about like on the positive spectrum of life, I would probably be like an astronaut or something. Mm. I probably want to go to Mars. Yeah, go I would. I would definitely would want to be an astronaut or to be like a scientist. You know, cure cancer or something, do something good for the world. But deep down, truly, if I could not fail anything, I would sell drugs because. Damn, I didn't even think about like saving other people. I just thought about myself. <laughs> I'm thinking like, yeah, I just want all the money in the world. Yeah, because if you can't fail, and now see the reason why I wouldn't want to do this because I wouldn't want to come up with no crazy drug or whatever and thinking like, oh, I'm about to cure cancer and then I make things worse for people. But if I know I'm not gonna fail at it, yeah, let's go, let's let's go make my name live forever now. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that so, is true. So it is kind of selfish at the same time, but um. Yeah, it's definitely selfish, but at the same time, it's selfish for a good reason. But what would you do? I would probably, I feel like I would either do a sport like basketball or lacrosse Mm -hmm. and try to continually grow the sport into like another direction. And if I'm just, if I'm just doing something like drug dealing, I'd probably want to I would like to live like Pablo Escobar. Pablo, yeah. Without going through all the bullshit. Ain't no bullshit. You can't fail. <laughs> you can't fail. What? I don't want to be watching my back the entire I'm time. Front, you can't fail. I'm frontlining <laughs> wars. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm, I'm starting everything. You don't even got to worry hey. about trying to start some smoke with me. I'm bringing the smoke. Like I That's how it. it's going. Listen. I'm selling this. This my corner. I'm taking over everything. I can't fail. Like I'm just moving. Like I'm just untouchable. Like if you if you don't if you ain't if you ain't even try to get on my level, like bro, we just killing you. Like straight like that. <laughs> like I don't care. Okay, I, I can't fail. Like that's just how I'm, that's how I'm looking at it. Like what? I see it. I that's, see it. That's un. That's you know how much that man was making. What did he say? He was making like a million twenty twenty mil a, a month or something yeah. like that. I don't even know what to do at that point. Just giving this back to the country. 
Yeah, I'm a United States of David. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Chill, chill. I'm serious. I'm all right. serious. Uh, that that's all for me. You got anything? Yeah, that's, I feel like I talked enough this one. I feel like this was probably when you play this one back, this is gonna be your you know. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But thanks for joining us again and uh we'll be back again. All right. All right, Joe.